Hi everyone, and welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we explore the science of crime and the practical application of this science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals. Welcome everybody to another episode of Crime Science, the podcast. Here we are in the new year, 2024. Uh, This is from the weekly update series uh, from the LPRC. Um, And I'll start off real quickly as I'm joined by Tony D'Onofrio and Tom Meehan and our producer, Diego Rodriguez. And uh, there's a new brand, uh, a new look for the LPRC. Uh, We've updated, upgraded, hopefully, our logo, uh, our website, uh, all the branding to be, uh, to really pop, uh, hopefully better represent the team, the capability, um, and the results that have been provided to the community at large. Um, and represent where we're headed going forward uh, using innovation research and partnerships. And um, we're pretty excited about it. You'll see the new logo for this podcast uh, and just about everything else. Um, So we're also excited. uh, We'll be up next week at this time in New York City, of course, at the National Retail Federation or NRF's big show in Manhattan at the Javits Center. Um, There'll be multiple panels our team will be on. Uh, please check it out on LinkedIn, our website, uh, Twitter, and uh, we're on four different panels up there. And uh, excited to visit with everybody. And of course, the LPRC kickoff. Over 200 executives now registered for that for Wednesday, uh, the 17th. So uh, at the uh, Hudson Yards complex, and this will literally be twice what we've had the last five years in a row. Um, so again, like impact and some of these other events, the uh, participation levels is skyrocketing in a good way. I think people are hungry to talk with each other, but to not just talk, to incorporate real research, uh, work in these field initiatives and do some of the things that are happening here um, on top of talking with each other. So uh, we're excited to meet and greet with everybody and uh, up in that environment. Um, a lot of planning this week for the integrate active shooter uh, exercise and uh, in close coordination with, again, the local law enforcement agencies, FBI, DHS, um, fire rescue, and others to put on something that will be unprecedented and learning together how to innovate uh, to save lives. And so um, please let us know if you have interest in that, if you're an LPRC member as a retailer or you're an innovate partner. Uh, or interested in being an innovative partner, then that's we can help accommodate that participation uh, on the University of Florida campus. So we're also working on concepts with our new team, uh, an existing team as we grow to take on more field initiatives. The East Side Initiative, for example, we had a call yesterday with uh, several of the retailers that are participating going through that. The day prior uh, on this Monday, we had a call with the retailers that will participate, excuse me, participating in the Gainesville West Side Initiative. Um, and so stay tuned on that. But that's going to be all about serial offenders again, uh, tracking and understanding uh, between stores within a chain, between stores from different chains and between stores and local law enforcement, how to better sense and affect, detect and affect, and of course, connect uh, with each other to reduce serial offending and what's happening with these wider range uh, individuals. We're also working on mass attacks. So with the active assailant, active killer um, 
exercise integrate on February 29th, that's that somewhat lone actor, typically a single active or mass shooter. The mass attack is a different aspect. That's probably on the other end of the spectrum. And this is where we're talking about Philadelphia looting recently, all the 20, 2020 and 21 looting, um, what we saw with Nordstrom 1, 2, and other mass robs. So we have initiative underway. We've already got partners lined up. Uh, we're collecting data and video and aligning and working with some really cutting edge new sensors and technology to see if there's ways, there are ways that we can earlier detect a massing uh, and then uh, before, during, and after an attack. So more to come on that. Um, one thing that our team's been thinking a lot about is um, operational people focus, operational focus versus, say, strategic people in that focus. And, and the reality on the ground, wisdom is sort of the key here. How do we achieve wisdom? And um, wisdom, I think, is the hallmark, uh, whether you have faith or don't have faith. Uh, but that's really kind of the baseline. And so the idea is that um, wisdom pr pretty much means uh, if you meet an individual that seems to be relaxed and understand how things really work, not how people think or what popular media or other narratives are about, but how the, the world really works. What are these dominoes or mechanisms? How does that work? And so that's really what our team's grounded in is trying to understand how the real world works. How do individuals or groups decide to go one place or another and harm somebody and victimize them? What does that look like step by step, stage by stage? And how do we leverage that information to, again, earlier and better detect, uh, more effectively affect them, uh, but also connect to do the first two? And so that's really what we're talking about. I think operational orientation is um, sort of a checklist. Uh, optimism, uh, we can cure this, we can eliminate crime, we can eliminate disease, we can eliminate war, we can eliminate things, um, we can cure this, we can fix this. And I think the real world orientation is while we want to be optimistic, always optimistic, that the reality on the ground is sometimes it's going to be more like we've got to better reduce or manage and things like that. And Again, coming from a family of physicians, you know, they manage high blood pressure, manage uh, diabetes or metabolic disease or other things like that. Sometimes you can't cure them. Uh, we're not engineers. We're not even orthopedic surgeons where you're trying to fix something. We would love to do that. We're going to work at every single level and at every step and stage offenders take in their development and their progression. Uh, the same thing with the protective uh, measures out of place a victim site or a potential victim site. That's what we're going to be doing. But just, uh, I think, as 2024 now is here, um, I know with my team, uh, I'm making sure that we're talking a lot and thinking a lot about what we really can do, how we rigorously and innovatively do it. But the fact that if we're, if we're, we're not now, we want to articulate a vision, not a fantasy. And I think that's something that may or may not make sense to some of you all out there. But it's how uh, I'm hoping that we're oriented and working on the world, working here in the world to make things change for the better. Um, and so we'll go forward. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with humans. So we're going to make sure that we do that. But that's where you're seeing us talk about strategy, operational art and design of carrying out a strategy and then uh, testing and validating and proving 
and adapting and adjusting the actual tactics and technologies that we use to accomplish the strategy or strategic goals that we've got and operationally how we deliver that consistently and again can adjust because we know everything else in the world is constantly adjusting. So enough of all that. Um, we're excited to talk to you. And I'd, I'd like to turn it over now next. Let's go to Tony D'Afrio. And Tony, if you can tell us a little about what's going on in the world. Well, thank you, Reed. And first of all, really nice job with the new logo and the new uh, site and uh, really bright. And I think it sets well for 2024. I think I talked about last week about uh, I think why 2024 is going to be a lucky year. So I'm looking forward to a very lucky year with the Loss Prevention Research Council. This week, I'm going to report on some news that's uh, around the holidays on key topics. So let me start the new year with the latest report from the NRF and Alpris Retail on the 2023 U.S. consumer returns for the USA retail industry. So total returns for the retail industry amounted to $743 billion in merchandise in 2023. The total return rate uh, as a percentage of sales of 2023 was 14.5%. The percentage of abuse and fraud impacting total returns in 2023 is 13.7%. And the total amount of dollars lost to returns, abuse, and fraud in 2023 was, and I was shocked by this one, $101 billion. And this last statistic is interesting, especially when you compare it to the shrink survey or the security survey that was done by NRF in, in cooperation with the Loss Prevention Research Council we showed retail shrink at $112 billion. So numbers are uh, almost equivalent. And again, they're big numbers. For the holiday season, so what happened with returns during the holidays? Retailers expect fewer returns this year with an expected return rate of 15.4%. Retailers expect fraudulent and abusive return to increase to 16.5% of returns in 2023. And uh, the trend in fraud and abuse are magnified, of course, during the holiday season as increased traffic put pressure on staff to prioritize transaction speed, process, and procedures. Uh, in 2022, retailers allowed 22, just over 22% of return to be accepted without a receipt. And in just a year, that number has been dropped by half. So you now must have our receipt. Survey data also estimate that 17% of non-receipted uh, returns are fraudulent, an increase from 14% in 2022. So non-receipted returns, they've been a significant problem for retailers because of fraud and abuse rates. Um, and again, they're expected to be higher in this category. And this is an area that, again, retailers are cracking down. Uh, you must have your receipt. So Switching topics, again, looking at the holiday season, some additional interesting data published by DND Daily on organized retail crime and retail fatalities for the holiday season. And they analyzed published reports between December 23rd and, and December 31st in the United States. So interesting, there were 28 retail fatalities in U.S. retail which were up an amazing and astounding 87%. There were uh, 25 organized retail crime cases, which were up 67%. And 
And finally, there were 104 reported robberies and burglaries, which were down 15%. Alarming, really, uh, the increase in both the retail fatalities and organized retail crime. And I know we talk a lot about that, about the Loss Prevention Research Council in terms of getting engaged to address that. But let me switch uh, topics again and go across the pond and report again in terms of what's going on in the UK in terms of retail. So according to a report just published in the Retail Gazette, more than 10,000 uh, stores were shot, closed in 2023, with almost 120,000 retail jobs lost, according to figures from the Center for Retail Research. That The figures showed a total of 119,405 retail jobs lost, and 10,494 stores shuttered during 2023. Store closures, the good news was they were down 38.8% uh, compared to 2022. And 2022 was the retail's UK worst year for store closing since 2008. Uh, while the number of redundancies, so the number of retail jobs lost in 2023 fell by 21.3%. However, said the uh, professor, uh, Joshua uh, Benfield, the, the professor of the Center of Retail Research, this improvement is probably best viewed as a trend that is less bad, better than good. It doesn't reflect any real strength in the sector. Uh, the Research Foundation said 2023 saw a continuation of the trend started in 2022, where most of the store closure and retail jobs lost were caused by company reorganizations and cost-cutting programs rather than business failures. And let me come back to the uh, U.S. and look at store openings and closings in the U.S. as reported by CBS News. And again, this is a way of the, how these articles actually get written. Uh, the way they put it, this year was a rough one for some retailers as illustrated 80% surge in store closures in 2023 from the year before, according to CoreSide Research. The reason for this year, more than 4,600 stores were closed are varied, ranging from the bankruptcy of some major retailers to some operators closing underperforming location. In some cases, retailers blame theft for their rationale in closing store locations. Among the backdrop of the closure are several trends weighing on the brick and mortar businesses. From one, it's the continuing growth of online shopping. And secondly, inflation weary shoppers are cutting back on some type of purchases such as electronics and jewelry. But it's not all gloom and doom in the retail sector, given that retailers actually opened almost 5,500 stores in 2023 in the United States, more than offsetting the number of closures course data shows. In some cases, retailers moved into locations vacated by other businesses. Some of our best stores were created from Cardiff, Kmart, and Sears locations, said Burlington store CEO Michael O'Sullivan uh, earlier this year on a local CBS affiliate. Burlington has taken over over 40 former uh, Bath and Body, and Beyond spaces, store locations, and turn them into in the Burlington. So overall, not not as bad a news as the article portrays it. 
Indeed, in 2023, we actually had more store openings than closing. So it's interesting how they take a negative uh, and focus on the negative versus a positive in terms of the more store opening. So in my view, stores are here to stay. They're going to remain vibrant and they're going to be a very important and valuable part of the retail mix. So talking about stores, I'm looking forward to like read to the NRF 2024. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you up there. It should be an exciting time with over 40,000 plus uh, planned attendees. So see you there. So, and with that, let me turn it over to Tom. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, Reed. And hello to everybody. And I wanted to start off the episode today with my part and just saying congratulations to Reed and, and Hayes for being recognized as top experts in retail from Rethink Retail. Uh, I'm honored as well to be on the list. Uh, this is the first year for me. I know Reed has been on for a couple of years and Tony has been on for several, but uh, we put this podcast together to help folks. And when we started this podcast, it was really how do we disseminate information that the LPRC is working on in a different form um, and some current events and topics and trends that we know will affect the folks that are listening to the podcast. So again, congratulations. Um, I'm super excited and honored and humbled to be a part of of that group of experts. It is a, a, a full group of, of experts and they really... Um, really didn't miss anyone. I think uh, they, they really got everybody on there. So uh, if you don't know about retail, uh, Rethink Retail, I would encourage you to take a look at it. Uh, next week is NRF Big Show. So the largest uh, retail trade show uh, in the world. Uh, I always laugh when I hear those. It's called the Big Show. They don't call it the Big Show for no reason. Um, and uh, I think more than 100,000 people will descend on New York City to go to that show and part of uh, the event, there will be a LPRC kickoff. Uh, I think we have a packed house right now with folks going. Uh, I unfortunately will not be at this year's event. It'll be the first event in probably 20 years that I've missed at the big show because I live just outside of New York City. Um, and uh, But I, I will not be there, so I will certainly miss everyone and have been exchanging text messages, uh, but I, I, I will be there next year. Um, I needed to get something taken care of, and that was the only time I could. So I think very, uh, very excited about that show, and I know that there's going to be a tremendous amount of great technology there. Uh, I believe uh, Reed is doing uh, a presentation on RFID and retail and some technology pieces there, so very, very exciting stuff. The th- uh, the this week, uh, there was the inflation numbers were released, uh, and we are up a little bit in December. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little concerning. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's earth-shattering uh, because of it, it's, uh, it's up just a little bit, but one of the things, uh, 0.3%, so 0.03%, I should say. Uh, and you know, throughout most of 2023, it was declining. It's funny, the Wall Street Journal said it rapidly cooling in most of 2023. And I always say with media as someone that writes articles, sometimes key choice words can imply things that are different. Here, this is just a slight increase. And we do need to monitor that. That That is a, a sign that inflation is growing, that the economy could be strong. It could be um, it could be and is tied to a, a stronger in December than folks thought. So I think there is a whole bunch of things there that we need to watch. But what, most importantly, uh, as of last month, you heard <clears throat> excuse me, that the Fed would most likely be lowering rates. That's what they 
um, hinted to, which again strengthens the economy. This puts that back in what I would say kind of a, a wimbo situation where you're not 100% sure the limbo is, does it go left or right? And uh, do we raise it or, or lower it? So I think that's definitely something to, um, to keep an eye on and we will hear. Uh, wanted to just change a little bit to, to AI and uh, I'm gonna be brief today. Uh, I'm starting to lose my voice again. So uh, I, f- I apologize about the nasaliness. Uh, but Walmart executives gave a keynote uh, at CES, so the Consumer Electronics Show, and uh, they talked about their plans to have augmented reality, drones, generative AI, and other technology on um, the both the Walmart app and more ingrained with the Walmart website. So we're continuing to hear um, this type of uh, it, this type of engagement on app bases. One thing that they mentioned that I thought was interesting is on the augmented reality side, a, a f- something called Shop with Friends, and it will let you virtually try on outfits and share the results. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I, I know that there have been things uh, like that before, but it was uh, something very interesting. It also talked about expanding its drone delivery to cover 75% of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So really interesting stuff um, coming from CES and the Walmart front. We do know that uh, at uh, Walmart is often on the forefront and tries things, uh, and sometimes they don't actually uh, do them again. I got that information just for everybody's reference from a TechCrunch article that I'll share on my LinkedIn later. Um, but uh, in order to really become innovative as a retailer, you got to try things. you got to try things that you don't necessarily know how it will work, and you have to make investments. I always equate it to Tony and I were at a, an International Supply Chain Association conference a few years back. I think it was right before COVID. And that 7-Eleven had the store of the future. And the, Tony and I were in that store, and it was a, a completely manless store. And there was an individual from their innovation department that said, um, you know, this is not what we would deliver. This is, but we have to start somewhere. And mainly what I took out of that is you had this extremely high-tech store that wouldn't necessarily be feasible to put in, you know, in the real world everywhere due to cost and, and constraints. But if you don't start here, you won't get to the next step. So I think we're going to see a lot of AI and augmented reality coming um, uh, into the, the retail space. We're already seeing a lot of generative AI and reviews and um, people are mixed about that. And the, what I mean by generative AI reviews is you start the review and you hit the button and it kind of finishes it. Um, I personally think that with generative AI and reviews and generative AI and, and any type of commenting, as long as the, there's a human driving the message, it's, not, it, it's, it's the next step of autocorrect or spell check or grammar check. Um, yes, it, it's on steroids, but I think if anybody's older than um, you know, 40 listening to the podcast, you remember when there wasn't spell check. You remember when spell check came and you remember when grammar check came that there were a lot of folks saying, hey, we're, by doing this, people are going to not learn how to read and write. And um, it really was about enhancing what was going on. So I, I think it's a very, very uh, interesting time for all of us in the AI space, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. I think there's a, definitely something that, that is uh, occurring there. Um, a lot of news out of CES, but I, I, I think um, the reality is a lot of it is consumer electronics facing. And uh, while some of it is definitely, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in, in the retail space, a lot of it was more uh, in the consumer electronics space. So I think it's probably um, not necessarily things that will 
really resonate with this audience. I thought the Walmart thing did definitely. Um, about a month ago, there was uh, an AI uh, pin released, and and what this pin is, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't particularly have the pin, so I don't necessarily want to say that I know whether it's good or bad. But it's a pin that you wear on your lapel, and it ha- it, it it is an AI pin that can project things onto uh, a surface. Uh, very limited things, take pictures, and um, uh, it really, it, what it allows is kind of a wearable for AI that is different than a watch and, and a glass, and, and glasses, uh, there were G- chat GPT glasses, this pin really was all over CES, people were wearing it, uh, it has a pretty high price point, but it, it's basically taking the functionality out of the phone and putting it in a very small pin device, um, I think, again, it's where we might actually see um, some of the things in AI transitioning to see what is the right mix. Do people want to take it out of their phone? Do they want to use it in their watch? Do they want it in their glasses? So I think we're going to continue to see that kind of movement around. And I don't know that there's a good or a bad. Um, OpenAI <clears throat> launched its ChatGPT store, uh, which is a big deal, I think, where you can get custom chatbots. Um, uh, basically, what, what it... What they're saying is the users, you know, can have already made more than three million bots. So, you know, we they believe that people are going to want to buy those out there. Um, I, this is kind of an app store kind of piece. If you pat cheap, oh, excuse me, if you pay for ChatGPT Plus or ChatGPT Enterprise, um, there is a new tier called Teams. Uh, Teams is meant for businesses, you know, with around 150 people to add access to ChatGPT Four. And then um, there's advanced analytics as well for teams. I think they will continue um, to look at um, different ways to do this. They did actually announce that they are going to announce a revenue share uh, for app developers, which is a common place uh, that, that we see when there's app stores. I, I don't know that developers are going to love that, but I think that is part of course and what we expect. And I'll end the note with we have a tremendous amount of geopolitical things going on and um, Donald Trump has multiple lawsuits against him. So there is a ton of chatter on um, on Twitter, now known as X and uh, Reddit and Telegram and all of these channels about potential civil unrest. So absolutely stay tuned to the Loss Prevention Research Council's Fusion Net. All right. Well, thanks so much for all that, Tom. Uh, great stuff as always. And thank you again, Tony, the same with you. Um, we need your insights. Uh, and we value both of you all's inputs. Uh, your vision and how you describe the world is always helpful. Um, the experience and expertise is, is uh, almost unprecedented. And I want to thank Diego Rodriguez for his production and posting. Uh, and we want to remind each and every one of you all, please uh, like and repost the Crime Science Podcast. Please refer us to others. And of course, uh, any suggestions, ideas you've got, please send them our way to operations at lpresearch.org. So everybody stay safe and stay in touch. Thanks for listening to the Crime Science Podcast, presented by the Loss Prevention Research Council. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find more crime science episodes and valuable information at lpresearch.org. The content provided in the Crime Science Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for legal, financial, or other advice. Views expressed by guests of the Crime Science Podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the opinions or positions of the Loss Prevention Research Council. 